Good Morning St. Louis and Points Beyond. It's Impolite Company's Wind Down Friday. I'm your host, Yale Hollander. Co-host Annalicia Coker is here. Hi. And our very special guest, Ron Finger. Good morning. Good morning, Ron. Good morning, everybody. And I'm just going to put this out here for all of you listening right now. Hashtag MLS for the Lou. That's right. We are all in on soccer coming to St. Louis. We want it. It's going to be great. It's the best possible soccer on this continent anyway. We want it. So we are all in on MLS for St. Lou. Got a great show planned anyway for you today. We're going to have some crazy morning joy because that's what our our benefactor, our virtual landlord, Chris Sear, uh, called the show yesterday. Crazy morning joy because Annalisa and Ron were both going to be here. It's going to be an uncontainable inferno of fun brought to you by three great sponsors. Taco Circus. Taco Circus. Fun. It's a taco. It's a circus. It's open for breakfast and lunch. It's at 4258 Schiller in the Bevo neighborhood down by the big old windmill. You see that windmill? In front of you, if you're coming from the west, hang a right off of Gravoy. Get on Morgan Ford, then uh, make another turn, and you will be at Taco Circus. Great food, great prices. Go early, go often. We're also brought to you by the Fortune Teller Bar, 2655 Cherokee, down there on the Strip, home of... Great cultural resources, fantastic independent merchants, and of course, the only place in South St. Louis where you can go and have your palm read and have a craft cocktail made with bitters that have been brewed or, or otherwise created in-house. You can also obtain an artisanal sausage from the cut, which is right there on the premises. That's the Fortune Teller Bar, 2655 Cherokee, a bit east of Maplewood, where you will find the Crow's Nest. The Crow's Nest at 7336 Manchester. Go there, have lunch. They have great burgers. They have great sandwiches. They always have a great daily special. If you're into the day drinking thing, have a cocktail or go at night, have a little dinner, have some pork poutine, split a pork poutine with the one you love because nothing says love and harmony and balance in the universe like sharing a plastic basket filled with freshly prepared waffle cut fries, (laughs) Gouda jalapeno cheese sauce pork gravy, bacon, and, for health, scallions. (laughs) And have a drink, because it's perfectly fine. 
to drink in the evening as well. Go on a Wednesday night. Go around, oh, I don't know, say 1030, and you will see comedians standing on pallets with a microphone. Maybe not a microphone. It all depends because it's wild card comedy. You never know what you're going to get. The comics never know what they're going to get because they have to draw from a deck of oversized playing cards, and each of those playing cards corresponds to something that is projected onto the wall, and it's some sort of stunt. It's some sort of affectation that they have to apply to their stand-up comedy. They will amuse you. You will be quiet and listen to them, or you can go back on the patio and chat all you want. But it's a performance space every Wednesday night at 10.30. Usually goes until midnight. You'll see Chris Sear there. Or maybe you won't because J.C. Sabala is hosting. Maybe they're both hosting. Maybe Quentin Wilbert is hosting. Quentin Wilbert of the St. Louis Funny Bone at Westport Plaza. He gets in there sometimes. Sometimes Chris and JC decide they just don't want to host. And they will pull one of the comics out. And they will give them the microphone and they will say, okay, the show is yours. Don't let us down. But we'll be here to back you up. Because there's two microphones. So they can always grab the unused microphone and, and, and pull you out of a rut. Not saying that I've been there, but I have. That's the Crow's Nest, 73-36 Manchester. Did I mention that we are all in for MLS for the Lou? You better believe we are. And you better believe that I've already been in touch with their media personnel to figure out how can I can insinuate myself into this process. We are bringing a soccer team to St. Louis. It's time, people. But you know what is leaving St. Louis? That... I'm very sad about this broke last night around five o'clock ironic because some people consider five o'clock to be happy hour, but this was in fact, not happy news. The legendary, the venerable, dare I say, Cardwell's at the Plaza is closing after nearly quarter century occupying the southeast corner of Plaza Frontenac by Neiman Marcus. Great restaurant. Always fantastic food. Great atmosphere. Timeless. Bill Cardwell says, it's time to semi-retire, whatever that means. He's closing his restaurant and closing a a big chapter in my life, a, a place where my family and I frequently celebrated or just went to have dinner, sometimes lunch. I went there for lunch quite a bit in, uh, shall we say, more economically robust times. I'm not saying that my penchant for going and, and having the wedge salad at the bar two or three times a week at Cardwell's at the Plaza single-handedly caused uh, the collapse of the economy in 2008, but I'm also saying it wasn't. I'm not saying it wasn't a factor. So RIP Cardwell's in the Plaza, I guess we've got until the end of the year to enjoy that food and that atmosphere and those great cocktails. But they're not a sponsor, so I'm going to stop talking about them. Maybe Taco Circus will move in there. That sounds like a good cult. Now they've already got kind of a Mexican restaurant at Plaza Frontenac. Maybe the Crow's Nest will move in there. Wouldn't that be something? Yeah, after you're done, after you're done buying your $475,000 handkerchief at Neiman Marcus, Go next door to the crow's nest. 
at Plaza Front Neck for open mic comedy. <laughs> it could happen in a parallel universe, I suppose. The man in the gilded castle, we could call that. Anyway, I don't think that's happening. To be quite honest with you, my money is on Gerard Kraft getting that space. Um, I actually pointed that out uh, on Twitter last night, and he liked the tweet and did not do anything to, um, shall we say, uh, deny that that was a possibility. He didn't say anything that it was a possibility. Maybe they should put a Shake Shack in there. You know, no, they're not. No. They're, 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 well, they're not a sponsor, kind of, but Danny Meyer did tell me that he would send burgers over here one day. Of course, that's when I had the evening show. Shake Shack's not open this early. So, Ron Finger uh, very vehemently uh, putting the uh, kibosh on that. Uh, do share your, your, your animus with St. Louis native Danny Meyer in Shake Shack. The burgers are okay, but the fries are all mealy. Do not like the fries. I will say that. Danny, I love you. You've been very good to me. Um, but uh, don't. I don't care for the fries. Even I mean, cheese sauce makes everything better, but it can only do so much to save those fries. No, that's a deal breaker. Fries are a baseline. If you have a burger place, you have to have really good fries. Otherwise, quit. Well, and, and again, you know, I, I, I will continue to harp on this. As far as fries go, you're not going to do any better than the crow's nest. At 7336 Manchester. When you put cheese sauce on your fries, that just means you have abandonment issues. Okay. I'm not disputing that. Annalisa, your uh, take on cheese fries. I love them. But also, I think the condiment is the best part of any meal. I, 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 can, I can get kind of on board with that. All right. Okay, cool. I mean, you know, I enjoy a good steak, but I'm not saying that I enjoy a good steak with some Bernays sauce even more. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. Yeah. I'm not against sauces. I'm, a, you know, I'm pro-gravy. Is that a political movement? Is there a hashtag for that? Hashtag. There is now. Hashtag pro-gravy. Pro-gravy. 2018, yes. yeah. Pro-gravy 2018. MLS gravy. They'll be serving poutine. Poutine, at, at yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, you know, when, let's see, well, they have three Canadian teams. They've got the Montreal Impact, FC Toronto, or Toronto FC, and uh, Vancouver Whitecaps. So, yeah, I'm sure they'll bring in, you know, we'll sing O Canada, so the games are going to be like, you know, 45 seconds longer. Uh, when when they're in town, and uh, they'll serve poutine. I'm, I'm not an expert on soccer, but are they that snack specific where they only serve snacks that match the team that came in? I'll I'll bet they probably do. Although I got to tell you, um, I went to uh, a uh, a Premier League game in London, and uh, the food was terrible. The food choices were were not good. They had some what food. a surprise. They had they had some. Well, uh, yeah, the, the the yeah my favorite restaurant in london is shake shack so that tells you anything uh no that's not true they act there's a place called byron proper hamburgers which is very good there but yeah i mean british food itself no no good but uh they had food trucks outside the stadium and we're like ah you know what we'll just grab something on the inside wow that was a mistake i grabbed nothing because nothing looked appealing. They did have steak and kidney pie. Ooh. Uh yeah, which which is 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 not my thing, but I thought that was uh it's like, oh, this doesn't get much more stereotypical than that. Haggis on a stick. Haggis on a stick. That that would be Scotland. There's a difference between England and Scotland. 
Well, that's that's kind of racist. I mean, to the extent that you can be racist Don't against. Don't skip whales, my boy. That's true. Don't. That's I a, love whales. a Welsh sandwich. I think is what. A Welsh rarebit. Now, Ooh. now there's a treat. You talk about you talk about cheese sauce elevating bread. There you go. But oh, anyway, uh, cheese fries. I was getting back to that. I prefer the cheese fries that have the cheese actually melted to the fries rather than the cheese sauce itself. I'm, I can I'm, see that. I'm, I'm a big fan of ooh, that. Ooh, 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 time out. If we're talking about cheese fries or any sort of thing, how do you guys feel about the Springfield, Illinois horseshoe? I'm a horseshoe fan. Yeah. That's, uh, that is, um, ironically enough, it's a Springfield, Illinois delicacy whose uh, principal ingredient is Texas toast. Yeah. You got a little Texas toast. You got uh, uh, turkey. And fries and cheese sauce or bechamel sauce sometimes. Oh, it's what, so What good. am I missing? Am I missing something else in there? Uh, I think I think that's it. If not, I don't know. I usually get it because I don't eat meat. I usually, uh, instead, I have them put onion and tomato on it instead of the meat. And my Lord, is it yummy. Well, it's um, it, it's kind of a take on the old Kentucky hot brown. Which is not a sexual euphemism, Ron Fingers' eyebrows just went about six. I, no, I'm not a big fan of that name in general because I'm like, hot brown does not sound like an appetizing thing. Yeah, well, it, it, it is, let me tell you. And actually, um, Cartwell's at the Plaza used to have a take on this. But it's um, Texas toast with turkey, uh, but it's got like um, bechamel sauce and it's put under the broiler with bacon and tomatoes, mm. and yeah, so that's uh, that's something. I'm not a big tomato fan, so uh, I usually get it without. But yeah, the Kentucky hat brown and the horseshoe there. But the horseshoe, the big thing is they dump the fries on it. Yeah. Oh, that's it's... so hard to do. You'd never yes. think of that, would you? Well, uh, right, well, I mean, dumping they... fries on an open face sandwich. Or you could that's go insane. to, or you could go to Pittsburgh and go to Promanti Brothers and get it where they dump not only fries on it, but then they dump coleslaw on it, yeah, and then like a stewed tomato on top of that. Why not just dump like a dumpster on there? Well, well there's actually a thing in Rochester, New York, where they call it a garbage plate. Yes, but it has like chili and stuff on it too. It's kind of like if a horseshoe and a slinger had a baby. This is Sandwich Talk <laughs> on 9.20 a.m. WGNU. Once again, I'm not going to get to anything on my list of conversation topics. No, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm joking there, of course. I'm sorry. Are. No, it's okay. That's what I like about it. That's why, that's why this is the crazy morning joy hour, because we talk. So, um, Annalisa, we know that you will be spending most of the weekend at the, the improv shop because the Compass Improv Festival is going on there. Big kickoff last night. How'd that go? Oh, it was so exciting. Um, there's a networking event, Adventure Cafe, um, which is like on Boyle. Um, and uh, we did a workshop there for, you know, businessy type people. And we did a little show. And then we had our, uh, our annual marathon where uh, we made this torch that's like out of like a bush can. Uh, that has like um, a bunch of Christmas lights in it on like a stick, and then we have like uh, several people run it from the Central West End to the theater, uh, and um, yeah, so that that was exciting. How and majestic! Then, Very it's majestic. So majestic. Fifty teams, um, most of which are from out of town. So come on by. It's going to be exciting. It starts at six thirty and goes until I don't know one a.m. St. Louis, as the epicenter of improvisational teen comedy 
this weekend, Compass Improv Festival. Ron Finger, as I was perusing social media last night, I came upon a tweet where you apparently have a fan who was listening to you via loudspeaker from the ladies' restroom. Where were you last night? And uh, tell us about that show. I was at the place, the best place to listen to comedy in the restroom, the Helium. They got they because they put put the sound into the restroom. Oh right, right. It wasn't right. a judgment. That's, that's right. This is your. It was Thursday night last night. So you have started your first weekend hosting at Helium. Yes. Do tell. I was amazing. There was a good crowd last night, and I'm hosting for Chad Daniels. Yeah. Who I, I wasn't familiar with until last night. He is awesome. Yeah. He's just, he's so raw, and he was yelling at the crowd. It was, you know, like sometimes you get to some of these comedy shows, and people are really pretentious, and they talk about things that I you can't even really identify with. This is just like your big brother or every man talking. Uh, he was really uh, a nice guy and just really down to earth. Uh, the the crowd was going crazy. It was one of the best shows I've ever done. That's great. And um, Jeremy Essig is in the feature slot. Yeah, there. Jeremy was the feature. He was great. Uh, he's but, a really nice guy. Yeah. Once once again, uh, local comic Jeremy Essig. He uh, he uh, was kind of back and forth for a while, but uh, he is he is based out of St. Louis now. Actually, he's he's got a studio here. He has a fabulous podcast. Uh, with our friend, uh, fellow St. Louis comic, Tina D-Ball. Um, I can't say the name of it on terrestrial radio. Otherwise, the FCC will come in here and probably arrest Peyton, who is behind the glass and on the board this morning and whom I forgot to wish an on-air good morning to. So we say hello to Peyton. The station will not allow him to speak. Um, I think that probably has something to do with the fact that uh, if he were allowed to speak on the air... Um, Every single human being would um, would would pass out from from the majesty of his commanding voice. So uh, there there are regulations against him speaking, but he's behind the board and he's doing a great job as he always does, uh, keeping us in line. No, he's not. He's looking at me right now like I want whatever it is that you've been smoking. Well, I haven't been smoking anything today yet, but we'll get to that. During the comedy rundown, so you are at the Crow's Nest all weekend, Ron Finger. That's a that's a huge. Uh, you are not. You the are helium, helium. The helium, not the Crow's Nest. Yes, yeah. at seventy three thirty six Manchester. But there's um, nothing wrong with. Being I would at the spend. Crow's Nest all yes, weekend. I would spend all weekend there. Or Taco Circus, Circus, or the Fortune Teller Bar. Although wasn't was there a fire in that in that Plaza building? Because I, Penzies is closed. Yeah, and they're the, right next to. There, there, the there, there was a fire. I want to say that it was next door and upstairs from that, and they were closed for about a half a day. But Penzies is still closed because I went there to get some Chili Three Thousand, and they're clo- they, they, you have to go to Chesterfield, which is a long way to go. Ooh. Well, not for me, but we'll, we'll get me some Chili Three Thousand. I, I can do that for you, Ron Finger. It's the I, best okay. spice for chili. For okay, sure. is it? Is it? Um, Associated in any way with Andre 3000 of Outcast? I don't think so. See, I thought it reminded me of a Harry Potter broom, like the Firebolt 2000. But this is like the Chili 3000, which is like the even better broomstick. I'm a nerd. Okay, great. Bye. 
Or the was it the uh, Bassomatic seventy six? There was that too. Yes, there was Great that. Bass. Well, lots of people are remembering that one. Well, Ron, we will uh, we will get back to you. Well, um, we're gonna we're gonna have a, a a brief panel discussion. I think talking about you know we obviously have been talking about MLS for the Lou uh, and talking about some you know maybe some other amenities that. Uh, uh, would benefit St. Louis. But uh, later on in the show, Ron, you are uh, going to have a, a consumer report for us. Oh, yeah, I got a consumer so, report. So uh, we will we will talk about that towards, uh, towards the end of the show before we do the comedy rundown. But I want to open this this discussion before we, we get to break, uh, you know, with the, the news this week uh, that we are positioning ourselves, and I would suggest that we are probably – I won't say this is preordained, but I would say that we're in in pretty good shape to land this MLS expansion team. Just thinking about some of maybe the other amenities uh, that we could have in St. Louis, you know, that that uh, would would just make it an even cooler place than it already is. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, St. Louis is a great place. We've got some great stuff going on here, but. You know, over the years, you know, people have talked about, oh, well, if we only had this, well, if we only had that. And, you know, and I'm not talking about stuff, you know, like, you know, better policing and more fire trucks and, you know, um, you know, people not being eaten by alligators in, in municipal pools and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, I can remember a time when people were saying, oh, it's a real drag. I've got to go to Branson or the Lake of the Ozarks to go to an outlet mall. Well, now we're swimming in outlet malls. And, you know, even, you know, oh, well, you know, why haven't, why don't we have a Shake Shack yet? Well, now we've got a Shake Shack. Oh, why don't we have a Cheesecake Factory? Well, now we've got two of them, and one of them's in a failing mall. Why don't, you know, Walgreens has got a monopoly on this town. Why don't we have CVS? Well, we've got CVS now. What, you know, and Ikea, that was another one, and Trader Joe's and Whole Foods, you know, all these things. It's like one thing after another, you know, we don't have this, so we're not a, we're not a, quote, real city. You know what? Ha- I, I mean, I can remember when when Macaroni Grill, <laughs> which which also is now a, a failed entity, but I remember when they moved into town. Uh, I want to say that was like around 1996. You know, this is St. Louis, where we have the Hill, where we have you know all these great independent Italian restaurants, where we have some people that were associated with great independent Italian restaurants that when created their own chain, the Pasta House Company, but people were like, oh, there were like our, our waits for Macaroni Grill. Uh, though, I have to say, um, as a young child, uh, their placemats or their tablecloths were like a thick paper, yes. and you'd get a bunch of crayons. crayons. And I will tell you what, if you want to bring families into a restaurant, restaurateurs, Put crayons and a, a tablecloth you can draw on. Oh, and the server would like be like, "Hi, my name is Tammy, and let me spell my name Tammy upside down and backwards so you can read it." Yeah, that's true. I, I, I that I, was cool. I, I do, I do very that's distinctly remember all. that. Yeah. Well, no. That's, what yeah. about a restaurant where they just served street magic? What? Ooh. Uh, no food. That's what I want. Put it on the list. That's what we need. We need this. Mm-hmm. The Street Magic Cafe. Oh, man, I had the best street food last night. What? This uh, pizza place down in Benton Park called Cafe Piazza. Yes. They're, they're bringing this it. thing called Paisini's, which is just like, it's it's basically just bread turned into a pocket and then filled with Italian stuff like Italian beef or chicken cacciatore. Oh, it wow. It was amazing. So it's, it's kind of like an Italian kolache. 
Yeah, but it's not like baked. The bread's baked, and then they they poke a oh, hole in okay. it and they stuff it full of stuffing. Okay. They're gonna do a Thanksgiving one with like stuffing and oh, wow. cranberries and all that. And they're gonna put stuffing inside of bread already. Yep. More? More bread inside of bread, bread? inside well, of bread. Have you not heard about St. Louis Bread Company and their new double capacity bread bowls that you can put macaroni? And pasta in now? I can't oh. quite wrap my... I saw that. I was like, macaroni and cheese inside, inside of a bread. Inside a bread bowl. But they put fried mac and cheese on sandwiches all the time. So is that yeah. really that alien? Yeah, well, and, and I've seen, like, mac and cheese croquettes at the grocery store where they, yeah, they just take a scoop of macaroni and cheese, roll it in breadcrumbs, and fry it. Oh, that's you... how I want to die. That's, that, that's gilding the lily for me. Hey, so I had a pun earlier that I held on to, but I'm not going to hold on to this one. Let it fly. Okay, what if Okay, what if the Street Magic place does serve one dish and it's mac and cheese but they call it Street Magic. Mac Magic Mac Jick. Stop it, guys. The other thing Coming I'm going to the improv shop tonight, <laughs> folks. I am getting yeah, on we're we're, we're going to go to a break shortly. I am going to get online and I am going to get you a ticket to Washington DC so you can stand in line at the patent office. That's it. I'm going to do it. And the copyright office. <laughs> so you can yes, Great. that's that's going to Magic. Yeah, and um yeah, we'll just we'll just put put that uh, out at uh oh we could uh, put it out at Chesterfield Mall because you know that is is growing more barren by the day. Now I know that I had earlier said that's where we need to have Lou Fest at next year. Um, but maybe you take the food court and you make that the street magic cafe mm-hmm. so people can go from table to table and 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 do their magic and I don't know about a concert in a mall, the resonance from all that tile. Well, you'd have to you you I would I would think one of the abandoned um department stores there like either dillard's or sears you could probably do something with that because the ceilings are high enough and then you could put a balcony in something like that but that was you know that that's that's a work in progress we'll get to that um i think that we should take a break and when we come back from the break we will continue this conversation and then we are getting in to ron finger's consumer report i got the world on a string sitting on a rainbow Got the string around my finger What a world, what a life I'm in love I got a song that I sing I can make the rain go Anytime I move my finger Lucky me, can't you see I'm in love Life is a beautiful thing. One, two, three, ah! Hot pants! Hey, hot pants! Ah! No! Hot pants! Smoking that hot pants! That's where it's at! That's where it's at! Take your minds up on! And we're back, as always, on Impolite Company's Wind Down Friday. It is James Brown Friday. We celebrate the Godfather of Soul every Friday, as you should. 
Unsurprisingly, the name of that song was Hot Pants. <laughs> the original Hot Pants. Uh, we played a, a different version of that a couple of weeks ago, for those of you who uh, don't keep meticulous records on an Excel spreadsheet of the bumper music that we play here on Wind Down Friday. Um, do it. Keep a record. Keep me honest. Let me know when I've... I've uh, played something that I've already played. Text line is uh, currently not working. Well, I'm sure it's working just fine. I just forgot all the passwords for it. So uh, that's not up and running today. But uh, if you otherwise know how to get a hold of me and know, I'm not going to give you my number like Chris Sear does uh, on a fairly regular basis when he's on the show, uh, Tuesday through Thursday. Um, another friend of the show and my Monday radio brother, Sam Lyons, got a hold of me through our exclusive private channel. And he had a suggestion for what we were talking about before the break on Alicia's brilliant idea <laughs> that capitalizes on Ron Finger's brilliant idea. See, we're already forging collaboration on this show. The Street Magic Cafe. One of the things that they should serve is street magic aroni. Sam Lyons, thank you so much for that contribution. You can hear Sam Lyons every Monday morning in this time slot on this radio station or via this podcast stream. The Lion's Den, brought to you by <laughs> Impolite Company. The Lion's Den, L-Y-O-N-S, that's Sam Lyons. This coming Monday, he has Meredith Hopping on the show. Meredith has been on this show before, and now she's going to be on Sam's show because Meredith and Sam run their own monthly comedy showcase at Gazellig, which is going to be taking place next Thursday night called Yours, Mine, and Ours. Nathan Orton is going to be headlining that. The uh, feature comic for uh, that show is uh, a young man by the name of Yale Hollander. So uh, come out and see me. And there's a couple of other comics that uh, are, on, uh, are on the schedule. I believe he's got somebody coming in. Well, I'm going to tell you in a few minutes uh, during the rundown. Uh, got a comic from Arkansas coming in. It's going to be, it's going to be a fun night. Um, so come out for that. But you'll just have to stay tuned in about 10 minutes or so for the rest of the comedy rundown. In the meantime, we're going to talk to Ron Finger. Or Ron Finger's going to talk to us. He has very important consumer, a very important consumer report to present. Ron, um, you brought this to my attention a few days ago. I found it to be very disturbing. Um, it's a topic uh, which is near to me because uh, I have a daughter uh, who participates in uh, this particular discipline. At least I think she does. Um, perhaps I shouldn't be so sure. How would sure. you know? That's right. So let's let's uh, uh, discard with, with any further mystery. Tell us what is going on in the world of karate fraud. Well, this is one reporter's opinion. There are no governing authorities over karate, so essentially I can make everybody listening to this radio broadcast right now a black belt, and that's perfectly legal. What? There's no, there's no like, if you want to sell food, right, mm -hmm. you've got to, it's, 
the FDA has to approve it and call it food. You can't just go out there and grab something off the street like a, a shoe and put the label food on there and put it in a grocery store because that's against the law. There's laws against that. That's what the government's supposed to do, regulate things for your safety. Karate, which is a form of self-defense, so that is that does come under the purveyance of safety now. There's absolutely no governing authority that, that regulates what is or isn't karate. So I can come here and tell you, hey, Annalisa, pick up that phone. You're a ninja. Oh, my God. Yeah, did you know it was that easy? That's crazy to me. I just read a story about a man who took karate lessons for 25 years. 25 years. That's a lifetime for some people that are dead now. Yeah. A lot of 20... It wasn't ancient Egypt. I mean, 25 it, yeah, years sure. is more than King Tut got. That's longer than Paul Ingalls lived. Oh. It's 25 years is a long time. And he said, I, I just discovered that my karate master was just watching YouTube videos and coming in and showing people moves. Whoa. And when you think about it, when, what does it take when you go and you get karate lessons for your daughter or for your, your child, whoever it is, uh, how do you verify? Do you go and travel back to feudal Japan and interview a samurai? There's no way you can know. So you have to make sure you got to fight whoever is going to teach karate to your kids to make sure they know what they're talking about. Yeah. There's a... There's a, it's it's actually it's it's pretty it's a pretty broad subject. There's a lot of karate fraud. There's a really good website out there called bullshido.net. That's b u l s h i d o bull because like bushido is like the Japanese. It's like I think that's sort of the the religion behind karate. I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a karate expert, or am I? You might be. I declare you one. How about that? So this. Like Bullshito.net is a it's a website where people talk about karate and all kinds of martial arts, but they also de- debunk uh, what they call McDojos, which is just uh, it's like a franchise where somebody puts together a dojo and they don't really have any like they're not real karate people. They just open up a place and start selling karate to people because nobody really knows what karate is. And you think after all those Bruce Lee movies and Chuck Norris and the obsession with karate in America that we would have, you know, some kind of handle on it. But it's just it's kind of a rogue nation. So, like, before you uh, take lessons, should you, like, demand to see their paperwork? But what I mean, I, I could make paperwork for anything. It, there's no there's no way to verify at all. So what you should do is just abandon karate. Yeah. Mm. I, I found out last night Melanie Penn, who is a, a teacher and uh, a lovely a lovely woman at the improv shop, is going through classes to become a certified yoga instructor, instructor. And she said that she found out halfway through the schooling that you don't actually have to be certified to teach yoga. No. Anybody. That's like, crazy. There's, that's what I'm talking. Like, it's an outrage. Yeah. Any of these institutions, yoga, that we've all believed in forever, yoga, karate, um, carpentry, anybody can do it. You don't have to You don't have to graduate college. There's no uh, ninja representative in the government. It's just, it's, it's kind of scary when you think about it. Because you go in, I don't know how much you pay for your karate lessons, Yale, but. I, I don't take karate lessons. I have a daughter. Oh, she does taekwondo. Taekwondo. Yeah, my, my daughter, yes. 
That might be reg- a regulated she, art form. She has, she, has, she has a membership card, so it must be official. It must be. And and she has patches on her uniform. So She's the number one customer on their POS system, right? Yeah, absolutely. Preferred. That's right. But how do you really know? How do you know when she's choking another child that that's a real choke? That's a good point. That's a good point. Now they don't they don't do choke holds in, in Taekwondo, but she does frequently uh, kick people in the face. That's oh. a, and she might not be really kicking them. That's true. And she'll wake up when she's in college and realize that her entire life's been a lie. Yeah, I, I think. Th- but you know, I feel the same way about a hospital because if you go into a hospital, anybody with a white coat is a doctor. Oh goodness! Because my thirteen-year-old daughter's taekwondo uniform does include a white coat. Oh, she so could. May, she could be a doctor too. She wouldn't even know it. Is this where Eastern medicine came from? I'm pretty sure. Hey, what do you call um, the person that graduated at the bottom of their class in med school? A doctor. That's a great joke. Wow. That's a great joke, you guys. That's quality. It's it's scary, though, because when you go into a hospital, you will accept the opinion of anybody wearing a white coat. If they come up to you and go, you're dying, you're going to cry. And you don't ask a doctor, let me see your diploma. Let me see your MCATs. You know, that you don't ask them for. They don't even have to prove it. Once they put that coat on and they're in the hospital, that's it. You're going to listen to anything they say, un- un- unless it's unless it's David Byrne with the enormous white coat, because I know that he's not a doctor. He is a talking head, though. He is a talking head. Yes, he does have a beautiful house. And yeah, I was going to say, and you may ask yourself, is this man a doctor? <laughs> this is not my primary care physician. This is not my beautiful primary care physician. He's not even in network. No, he's not. He is definitely out of network. Wasn't he just here? I think he was yeah. just here. Yeah, he somebody was. saw him like riding his bicycle or somebody's bicycle around. Oh, downtown. that's taking your life in your own hands yeah. in St. Louis. What uh, encountering David Byrne on a? Oh, no, riding a yeah, bicycle. Riding a bicycle. We got the Lime bikes, which contain no lime. I found out. Oh my god! Yeah. How long did you suck on the tire, yo? Well, no, I'm talking. I'm talking about the uh, the the mineral or whatever it is, lime, the stuff that you would put on your lawn. Oh. I, I I got like seven or eight of those bicycles and threw them on my lawn, thinking that it was gonna Gosh. make uh, make it more lush, and it didn't do anything except uh, attract a pile of homeless a, people. Attract a pile of homeless people. No, it it attracted a, a pile of bicycle repairmen. Oh my gosh, Monty Python. Uh, there you go. Exactly. Yeah, it's a great sketch. Let me just um, let me just uh, dial it back from about four minutes ago and say I think Melanie Penn would make a great yoga instructor because she yeah. has so much enthusiasm. For those of you who don't know, which is all of you, um, Melanie Penn, uh, as as Annalisa said, is um, pretty much I would say one of the more public faces and voices of the improv show yeah. she she used to host Joe Friday which was a great kind of variety improv show uh, oddly enough on Friday nights until they moved it to Saturday and called it Joe Saturday yeah I'm on the cast of Joe Saturday there you go yeah yeah so uh, so she would be a, a very good yoga instructor yeah. oh she's a lovely gal so we need karate reform is basically what you're mm-hmm. saying. Something, or maybe a class action suit against Japan to where they could just sort of, you know, repackage karate mm-hmm. with it, it's, with some more assurances or uh, some sort of some sort of governing body or authority that can say, yes, this person is a master of karate. Wouldn't this fall under the Office of Import and Export Control? 
Well, you're the you're the attorney. You know, you have to, yeah, that's why I, that's why I asked you originally. I thought this could be a new a new avenue for your practice, karate well, fraud. That's true. You know, um, one of my one of my high school friends. You could sue your daughter. I could. Would she's got more money? She's got a higher net worth than I do. Um, largely thanks to her, ironically enough. Um, no, I actually went to high school with um, President Obama's Deputy Secretary of Commerce, who cool. was in charge of import export. So I may have to, I may have to hit him up. He's probably listening to the show online, ha. Huh? Um, so Kevin Wolf, if you're out there, uh, let's 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 talk about uh, whether or not we have jurisdiction to regulate karate in the United States. Um, because it is definitely lacking, and there are people being ripped off. There are people out there right now who could be unwittingly taking their lives into their own hands by um, defending themselves with unlicensed karate. I mean, it's it's malpractice. Uh, or worse. Practice. At least you die from, like, bad surgery. Yeah. You're just going to get humiliated from fake karate. Yes. So let's uh, be careful out there, people. Um, be very selective about your martial arts. Well, look at the Karate Kid. He he became a Karate Master in like two weeks. That is true. From Just, washing a car. Yeah, from listening to a janitor. Like, oh yeah, this is Karate, Daniel. Don't you worry about it. This is what we did in World War II. They had guns in World War II. They didn't need to punch people. That's true. That's yeah. A, yeah. It's kind of. I mean, it's not like yeah. It's not like they, you know, dropped. Uh, you know, airlifted a, a, a bunch of uh, uh, karate artists you know, onto uh, aircraft carriers, and uh, they just started, you know, punching out P-51 Mustangs. Uh, you know, <clears throat> Poland, uh, the Polish people uh, tried to fight the Nazis on horseback. That's a real thing. I believe It didn't that. work out well for them, but it's... It was I'll charge you lessons to learn how to do that. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? You know, you know what, Annalisa, you say that, but the Poles are still here. Where are the Nazis? Oh! Charlottesville, Virginia, Virginia. apparently. Yeah. Yeah, they moved to America. That was called Operation Paperclip. Yes, uh, or if you watch The Man in the High Castle, um, well, that's that's an entirely different story. Chris here, please hurry up and finish season three so I have somebody to talk to about The Man in the High Castle. Is that a violent show? Of Extremely. Yeah, oh, extraordinarily. Okay. I don't like watching violence. So never mind. I won't start watching it and talk yeah. to you about well, it. Well, no, it's, it's it, you know, it... it it's the kind of show where I say, "Oh yeah, these are these are some pretty cool Nazis." I mean, you know, when you're when you're in that bubble, um, you know, there's an issue. Um, they're very fine people. No, don't write, don't at me. Top shelf don't, Nazis. Yeah, top shelf Nazis. Yeah. That John Smith, he's a heck of a guy. Uh, notwithstanding the fact that he apparently oversaw death camps in Cincinnati, Ohio. Ooh. Spoiler alert. Yeah. That was in the first season. They should be past it by now. It's been three years. And it's time for the wind-down comedy rundown for the week. As, mm -hmm. uh, we've, uh, as we've mentioned a few times already today, the Compass Improv Festival. Our friend Matt Martin was on the show last week. Uh, he's uh, one of the, uh, shall we say, uh, muckety-mucks of uh, of that uh, operation. That's going on all weekend at the Improv Shop, uh, 3960 Choteau Avenue at the junction of Vandeventer and Choteau Avenues in the shadow of the Quick Trip and the White Castle. Nestled betwixt. Nestled betwixt. Mm -hmm. Tonight, 7 p.m. at 66 Cigar, down at 3860 South Lindbergh 
in, I believe that's Sunset Hills, if I'm not mistaken. It is the 66 Cigar Comedy Show. I'm calling it Jokes and Smokes. Yes, I know, comedian Willie C. has has a show up in uh, North County this weekend called Smokes and Jokes at a barbecue place uh, that's named after a street that it's not even on. Um, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about 66 Cigar, where I will be smoking a cigar and telling jokes because I am in the lineup, along with Tom Brown, the show organizer and host. Uh, Tom Shelton is going to be on that show. Rich Braun is going to be on that show. Joe the Animal Lancey is going to be on that show. So if you want to see a bunch of middle age or approaching middle age or slightly beyond middle age white men smoking cigars, telling jokes uh, to a group of similarly situated individuals, I highly suggest you come down. No, it is a it is a very egalitarian crowd. The co-owner of 66 Cigar is a woman, and she smokes cigars. Uh, so good morning to you, Beth. Tom O'Neill is a big fan. Tom O'Neill is a big fan. That The news legend, uh, Tom O'Neill, um, he was there the last time I went to the show. He seemed to really like it. He's a nice guy. I've never, I've never actually, I used to see him uh, um, every now and then out in Chesterfield at a, another restaurant that doesn't sponsor us that is out of business. You know, we've talked a lot of, about a lot of restaurants that are out of business, none of whom ever sponsored this show. So I think that should tell you something, potential advertisers. If you're not with us, you're just as, just as well, might as well be gone. Taco Circus is prospering. Taco Circus is definitely prospering. It's a taco it's a circus, as is the Fortune Teller Bar on Cherokee. Love that place. And, of course, the Crow's Nest in Maplewood, Missouri. Also tonight, 8 p.m., Comedy in the Lou at San Lou, 3211 Cherokee. Uh, John Green is hosting that show tonight. Co-host Corey Boothby, I'm assuming, will be at Compass Improv Fest. So, so John's running the show tonight. It's all his. He was on, uh, he was on uh, Sam Lyons, The Lion's Den, uh, on Monday of this past week. Um, there is no published price for that. Um, so uh, it, it will be uh, either free or very reasonable. They'll probably pass a hat. Throw some money in there. Support local comedy. So that's comedy in the Lou. I don't have a lineup for that yet, but uh, it'll be it'll be a good show. So uh, if you're uh, down in uh, in the city tonight, go to comedy in the Lou. If you're out west, down south, head over to sixty six cigar Monday night. Open mics, um, improv shop at eight, heavy anchor at ten. Go see free comedy. Um, support those establishments. Um, see local comics working stuff out. See some people giving comedy uh, a shot for the first time. On Wednesday, it's St. Louis Comedy Digest. Our friend, oh, uh, Sam Lyons says $5 uh, on that San Lou show. Uh, St. Louis Comedy Digest. Tony Gardner, our friend, hosting that show, puts that together. Uh, this week, it's featuring Aaron Sawyer. Nicholas Kuvar, Emily Hickner, J.C. Sabala, and Kenny Kynes. And, of course, Tony Gardner hosting that. No charge on that. That's at the Heavy Anchor, uh, 5200 block of Gravelwood. Thursday night, as I mentioned earlier, yours, mine, and ours at Gazelic 4191 Manchester in the heart of the Grove, 8 p.m., 
free show. It's past the hat, though. Support local comedy. Sam Lyons of the Lions Den and his guest this coming Monday, Meredith Hopping. They co-host that show. Asia Thomas, Keith Hughes, Michaela Moore, Brandon B.B. Baker from uh, from Arkansas, myself, and Nathan Orton are going to be on that show. That is Thursday night, yours, mine, and ours. I have, yes, please. Wait, there's two more things. Uh, On Tuesday uh, at the Improv Shop, there's a free improv. It's called Players League. I sometimes play at Players League, but not this week. But it's really cool. It starts at 8. They also have board games. Um, And then on Thursday at the Improv Shop, uh, for $5, no, for $6, you can watch Herald Night. Uh, and also, Boob Gun is at the Improv Shop right after Yours, Mine, and Ours, uh, starting at ten fifteen. So, Boob Gun is back. Boob Gun's back, baby. Yeah. We're back. It's a free show at the Improv Shop. Check it out. Go to Yours, Mine, and Ours, and then, and then walk half a block over to the shop and catch some weird stuff. That is cool. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to go. I'm going to go to Boob Gun after Yours, Mine, and Ours. Yeah, do it. I would love that. Great way to unwind. A great way to wind down, you might say. Hey, I have got uh, some breaking news. Ooh. Uh, Breaking news courtesy of my 13-year-old daughter, the one who is a Taekwondo practitioner. I think she is also a soccer fanatic, and she has just informed me that multiple Olympic gold medalists in track and field, Usain Bolt has scored his first professional soccer goal. He is playing for a team in Australia's first tier, their top-level professional soccer team. He has scored a goal. Congratulations cool. to Usain Bolt, track and field superstar, and perhaps burgeoning soccer star. Hey, speaking of soccer, MLS for the Lou. That's the wind down. Thank you, Ron Finger. Thank you. Thank you, Annalisa Coker. Stay tuned for the Lions Den on Monday. We are li- our, uh, St. Louis Live is next. Take it away, Chairman. Bye bye bye. Tangerine when she dances by Senorita Stare and Caballero Sigh. And I've seen toast to Tangerine. Raised in every bar across the Argentine. Yes, she has them all on the run, but her heart belongs to just one. Her heart belongs to Tangerine. You're listening to WGNU St. Louis, operating on 920 AM and K295CQ on 106.9 FM.